Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Man, it's chilly uh, for it to be 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 37 degrees. Yeah, that's cool. January 17th. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you are with us. Yeah, this cold weather has impacted so many people. I hope everybody has their power back, but I think some people are still without power. But there have been some uh, power outages uh, due to the weather, and uh, it's something that, uh, that that happens. And, you know, it's... Um, it's it's bad when the the power goes out when it's hot, like in hurricane season. Uh, that's bad. It's uh, really bad when the the power goes out when it's cold because I think it's easier to die from uh, freezing to death than it is from dying from the heat. But you can die from from either one. Both dangerous situations. Colin Arnold is the director of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness for the City of New Orleans, and he joins us on WWL. Colin, good afternoon. Hey, Scoot, how you doing? Good. All right. Warming up a little bit today and then even more tomorrow, but then getting cold again. Um, what, what, uh, what do you have to tell everybody right now? Yeah, I mean, I just really want to express appreciation to the public for listening to the messaging, you know, about staying off the roads for the most part. Uh, you know, it has been very quiet these last few days. Um, but then also, you know, those that needed assistance, they, they made the call to 311 or, or reached out to one of our, um, you know, folks that were out there in the community, particularly vulnerable and unhoused community, uh, you know, encouraging them to, to seek shelter either at one of the traditional uh, shelter providers uh, who are just have opened up their doors and their capacities and, and really expand for these types of events. And then we also set up our own uh, overflow uh, warming center at Rosenwald Recreation Center on Earhart. Uh, and, and that had about 100 people, uh, has about 100 people right now. Um, we're going to continue that and let uh, till tomorrow morning just to let people kind of uh, integrate back into uh, the, the weather, uh, the rising conditions. We also need to um, go ahead and we want to clean the place up, restock, and be ready for, for Friday night to reopen at 6 p.m. Uh, for Saturday and Sunday's kind of anticipated weather. So, you know, that that's kind of where we're at right now as far as the, the protection of people and pets. Uh, you know, one thing I mentioned the other day uh, with, with Ian was um, there was uh, – I think SPCA has gotten probably uh, over 20 calls about people leaving pets out uh, leashed or, or chained in, in yards and uh, during this weather. And fortunately, all those were resolved without incident. But I really want to encourage people, you know, we, we talk about the four P's all the time. And, and I put the pets right below people yeah. as far as responsibility of ownership, you know. And, and so bring them inside, please. 
And then um, we've got about 100 calls to Sewage and Water Board about pipes, or I'm assuming about pipes, uh, low water pressure at residences. That's that's typically what it is and, and not uncommon uh, for, for what we have gone through over a hard freeze over the last 12 hours. Um, if you do have uh, low water pressure at your residence, call 504-52-WATER and get somebody from Sewage and Water Board uh, notified and online so they can come and make sure that it's it's whether whose side it's on and, and what kind of steps can be taken next to, to fix that. So overall, not not a tremendous amount of calls about that, which I'm happy about, and we're well above freezing now, so we would be seeing these things. Uh, we'll continue to monitor. Uh, no, no main uh, water main breaks or, or any issues like that that we have heard of. We, we did have some, we've had some traffic accidents. I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary for a severe weather event. Um, uh, I will say that there was some consternation about NOLA Public Schools closing today. Uh, you know, we spoke with them very frequently uh, over this entire week. Uh, the decision they made was not made lightly, and I know that it, it was a, a challenging decision, but we have a lot of students uh, with open enrollment that, that travel across city uh, to go to the school of their choice, uh, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, but it also requires a lot more transportation and a lot more time waiting for buses outside. We've got vulnerabilities in this city that, that you know, we want to make sure that children have the proper clothing when they go outside and do these things. And I think that obviously traffic uh, interactions and ice and those types of things, I think it was this the safer, smarter decision, and uh, and we're supportive of it. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Colin Arnold, who is the uh, Director of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness for the City of New Orleans about the, the, the freeze and the, the deep freeze that we've had here. It's a little bit unusual for us. Colin, tell us, uh, so the, the, the low water pressure doesn't mean that your pipes are broken necessarily. No. Uh, you know, what happens is, and the biggest concern is that um, the, the highest demand for water usage is during the morning. Uh, you know, bathing, sh- uh, uh, washing, cooking, uh, all of those things to get ready for the day. And so when you add in, you know, uh, pipes breaking in your neighborhood at, at multiple residences and around the city, there's the potential there. And we had it a couple of years ago, and I'm sure you remember, where we had to go to a boil water advisory because what happens is the water pressure drops down to uh, a level below what the state considers uh, a kind of a safe uh, uh, region, and and then we have to have the water tested, and it takes 24 hours, and that's kind of how the boil water advisory works. It turns out uh, in that situation a few years ago that there was nothing wrong with the water. It's just uh, high demand, uh, low pressure, and and that's what happened. And so that's that's the biggest concern is that as the pipes thaw uh, at times or during the freeze when they expand. Uh, they split, and, and that's when water starts leaking. And if you see water leaking around your house, again, uh, especially after last night, call 5-2-WATER. Okay, yeah, so it's um, 504-5-2-WATER. 5-2-WATER. Okay. Uh, and yeah. you do have to add the 504 in there now. 504 yes, 5 to water. Uh, you know, you mentioned water. things that people do in, in the morning. I mean, before the, the thing that I do before anything that you mentioned was flush. I mean, a lot of people, that's the first thing <laughs> they do is flush. And coffee. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us about the warming centers. How many people show up there and, and, and what are the provisions like? 
Um, it's, it's, it's as low barrier as we can make it, meaning uh, there's no barrier to entry. And I will add that, you know, there are some requirements typically for our traditional homeless providers, you know, uh, programming and different things that you have to participate in. Um, those are lifted during the city's freeze plan activation. Um, it's just get people in, uh, expand the capacities. We provide cots, water, whatever is needed for those other facilities, uh, you know, whether it be the mission or others. Uh, and, and, and it's really just a matter of trying to get as many people in as possible because we know that this is these are unique events. They typically only happen once or twice per season. And, and you know, uh, and that's a, that's a good thing and a, and a great service that these uh, other shelters have provided to us. What we do is we use our tremendous, and I cannot say enough, tremendous Nord employees. Uh, they, they come in, they'll open up a rec center, we set it up as a shelter. We try to use it as, use it as an overflow. Uh, you know, we try to let our homeless service providers do what they need to do. Uh, once they start filling up, though, because we're tracking the numbers pretty constantly, uh, we start offering uh, the, the rec center as, a, as an overflow location. So we do have about 100 people there. Uh, it's, it's not at capacity. We've got some more space. Uh, we have another facility, another rec center in the city uh, on standby, ready to go in case we would need to, to expand. And then what we're really looking for is if you have a place to go, go there. Uh, you'll be much more comfortable. You'll be with family, friends, and the like. But if you're vulnerable, if you are unhoused and, and you need a place to go, when we have this, please just call 311. We also have teams from our health department, from our Office of Homeless Services and Strategies, from the Mobile uh, Crisis Intervention Unit, which you'll recall was the cre unit created by the administration to assist NOPD with nonviolent, more mental health type related calls. Well, we've found uh, a niche for them here uh, in this plan, both with heat and cold. They're dealing with a lot of the same populations uh, of unhoused and vulnerable, and they're able to build that trust and, and get people to come in. So we'll, we actually, and the NOPD Homeless Assistance Unit, um, just tremendous work that they do. They go out in the cold uh, overnight uh, all the way up until the morning and try and get people to go in. And look, some people say no, and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not necessarily okay, but it, that's their right. But, right. but they have built a level of trust over the years and, and over the time working with these people during, during blue skies that – you know, when we say it's it's really cold and you need to go somewhere and we've got a place for you to go, they, they avail themselves of that service. Yeah, we had a listener text earlier and said there's somebody uh, who they consider to be a friend, uh, somebody in the neighborhood uh, is homeless and uh, and froze to death uh, the other day. So it's it's sad that there are resources available and some people just don't take advantage of those uh, resources. There's a lot of reasons. There's a there's a mistrust. Um, there there's things going on in their lives that maybe they they don't want to bring to light. And and there's mental illness. I mean, quite frankly, and and so that that is something. I don't know about any uh, confirmed fatalities from this event. We'll be tracking that. Okay. Uh, sometimes there is a, a day or two lag with the data, just because there's a lot of notifications and different things for families that have to go into place before we can confirm it. All right, Colin Arnold, Director of uh, Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness for the City of New Orleans. Thank you for your information. Hey, could I say one more yeah. thing? Sure. Uh, text NOLA Ready to 77295. NOLA Ready, one word, to 77295. We've been pretty prolific with the alerts this week uh, and, and really trying to keep people informed, and we're going to continue to do that. All right. Text NOLA Ready to where? 77295 from any smart device. 77295. That's correct. Seven seven. Okay, I'm writing all this down in case somebody says, what was that number again? Right, Colin, yep. thank you very, very much, and uh, stay warm. 
Thanks, Scoot. You too. Okay. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. All right. So um, there is uh, a bill that's being uh, proposed by uh, a Republican in Kentucky that would make sex with first cousins not incest. And, uh, you know, you wonder if um, he's already done this and he wants to make sure that he doesn't get in trouble. Also, also a reporter asked the Tampa Bay Bucks coach if the team was prepared to handle the cold against the lines this weekend. I can't wait to, to remind you that there are some people in the media who are just dumb. And there are some people like in fringe type media and they're just not that smart. So sometimes people get upset with reporters because the reporters are just not that bright. Also, a reporter asked Speaker Johnson if Biden's election was God's will. And there are some saying that God is talking to to the world saying that Trump needs to win, that that Trump, that God is anointing Trump to be the president. Don't you think these um, endorsements from God are totally wrong? I mean, you don't know. You can believe what you want to believe, but you don't know. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Shut the heart and you're too late. Darling, you need love. A bad night. All right, come on, seriously. Republican. His name is Nick Wilson. He is sponsoring a bill that would make um, make it legal to have sex with first cousins. He says first cousins um, should not be on that that list. Um, it's defined as unlawful sex in, in the state, and I guess in, in most states. But you know, you wonder if this guy's got a history with his with his first cousins. 
Um, I, you know, this sounds like something the Louisiana legislature would would take up, and I know we have some cousins' law in, in our uh, in, in among our bills that have been passed and uh, among our laws. And I think you can marry and have sex with a second or third, I think a second cousin in, in Louisiana. But I mean, look, think about this. Who is your cousin? Right, you're a guy. Y- your cousin is, it's either your, it's either your mother or your father's brother or sister's child. I mean, is that removed enough? You know, a lot of families have cousin parties, but you don't go to a cousin party to like meet chicks. If you're a, a, a woman, the cousin would be your mother or father's sister or brother's son. <laughs> uh, aren't there enough people that you can kind of eliminate cousins? And look, I have some good-looking cousins, but it never occurred to me to, you know, boink them. So I, I just find this really interesting. Anyway, this kind of gives love a, a bad name. Now, this is a reminder that reporters can be really, really stupid. Not everybody in the media is bright. Not everybody on the air is bright. And you should know this by now from your own experience of consuming media. But there are reporters who ask, it's almost as if reporters ask questions just because they want to they hear themselves talk. I, I mean, dumb questions are asked to politicians. Dumb questions are asked to Uh, coaches and to players and to sports figures all the time. Tampa Bay Bucks coach Todd Bowles had an exchange with a reporter after he was asked about braving the cold against the Detroit Lions. So after the blowout against the Philadelphia Eagles Monday, the Bucks traveled to Detroit to face the Lions in a division round of the NFL playoffs. The Lions are hosting their second consecutive playoff game. In fact, in the NFC, I, I think we should adopt the, the Detroit Lions as, as, the, as the team, as our, the team of the show. Because they've just been so far, far behind, so much the underdog for so long that I think it would be cool if they, uh, if they won it. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. But do you understand why this is such a dumb question? Will the Tampa Bay Bucks be able to brave the cold when they play the Lions? The Lions play in a dome stadium. <laughs> And a reporter asked um, House Speaker Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana, asked, uh, asked him uh, a question because, um, because back in October, when he took his current position, uh, Mike Johnson said, God is the one who raises up those in authority. That's, that's a nice belief. But he was asked a question by a reporter if the election of Joe Biden was God's will. And first Johnson kind of laughed and said, oh, um, I, I know where you're going with this. And his answer eventually was that, um, uh, okay, I said in my speech that when I, when I you know, took the gavel, when I took the oath, uh, my Bible-believing Christian right, uh, that you know, God is the authority that, that raises up those in, those in authority. Um, I believe God is sovereign. Uh, by the way, uh, so did our uh, founders. Uh, I quoted the Declaration of Independence. They acknowledged that our rights uh, don't come from government, they come from God, and we were made in His image. Everybody's, uh, ma- everybody's made the same, we're all given equal rights and value, and that's something that we defend. But if, 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 if the premise is God anointed Mike Johnson Speaker of the House, that was God's will. 
then it was then you have to believe that it's God's will that Joe Biden was elected president. I mean, God does make mistakes. I mean, there's the platypus. You know, there are a number of things, and you know, well, what was he, what was he thinking? You know, what was God thinking here? But I really, I really resent the the God endorsement thing because you don't know. You can have a feeling, you can have faith, you can have a belief, but it's not factual that that God wants somebody to to be president or speaker of the house. And there are there are politicians who are right wing Christians who campaign on this idea of essentially saying God has endorsed me. And we have seen many of those politicians who claim that God is endorsing them fall from grace. So if you believe that if you believe that Trump, that God wants Trump to be president and he becomes president, that's God's will. But that means that God wanted Biden to be president. And and maybe some would argue, well, um, you know, God wanted Biden to be president uh, to show us how much we needed Trump. I mean, I'm sure there's that argument. But I, I, I do, I hope you reject it as well. I do reject the notion that, that people say, you know, God, God wanted so-and-so to be president. I mean, you can believe that in your own life, but that's not something that should be uh, used in any kind of campaign rhetoric. All right, if you want to join us with the comments, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. In New Orleans, Janice, welcome to the show. Yeah, how you doing, Scoot? I'm great. Yeah, my cousin keeps telling me that. Oh, if, you know, if it's God's will, if it's God's will, Trump will be president again and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know about all of that, you know. I just Listen, I, don't, I don't think it's right to, uh, to claim that God endorses you because you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you know, that, that's like me saying, oh, yeah, there's space aliens. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are, maybe there aren't. I've never seen any. Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not going to say there aren't, but I don't know that there are either. But anyway, here's the deal. You see all we're going through right now? With this weather, this this really this is really unusual for us. This this deep deep dive that we're having. Yeah. And I read last night. I'm reading. I have an app on my phone. It's a really cool app. News Newsbreak is what it's called. And I'm reading. And Latoya's gone again. I think I think it said she's in Washington. Some some meeting she went to. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with this woman. Well, but she's supposed to be here for you us. Know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, honestly, Janice, I don't have a problem with her being out of town for this. I mean, it's not a hurricane emergency. And it sounds well, like things are, it gone. sounds like, well, well, she is always gone. I don't know what the meeting is. So maybe it's a, it's a worthwhile meeting. But the problem that she has is when you take trips that appear to be frivolous and you don't explain why you've taken those trips, then whenever you take a trip, people are going to assume it's a frivolous trip. Yeah, well, I'll take it. It's on my phone. Later on, I'll take it and see if I can maybe send it to you. I'm just kind of huddled up under my blanket right now. <laughs> is your, is your, you, you live in Mid-City, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Is your apartment uh, warm, your house warm? It's, it's a house. Downs, uh, no, in this, in this weather, I have my heater on, but when it gets to be this cold, that heat is not really making yeah. much of a dent right now. So you're under the blanket listening to the show. 
Yeah, when mm-hmm. it's like in the 30s and that. Yeah. It, when it's normal weather, yeah, the heater makes, you know, it's fine. But when it gets this cold, it's just not making much of a, you know, I'm going to keep it on, of course. But. Some you know, some houses and apartments, uh, some older homes and apartments uh, just don't get, uh, they've got so many um, it leaks that they, they don't stay uh, totally yeah, you warm. Know, you know what happens, too, with these houses, like, with, yeah, with like a shotgun house, what they call a shotgun house. Yeah. Uh, Whatever it is, it can be 65, 70 outside in the daytime, but if it's 50 at night or something like that, the house is going to hold it in the daytime. All right, Janice, you stay under the blanket and stay warm, all right? Okay, thank you. All right, Janice. Let's go to uh, Joanne in New Orleans. Hey, Joanne. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. This is my first time calling to you. First time caller, Joanne. Well. I want to give you a little special attention here because this is the first time you're calling in. So you've been listening and you finally decided to pick up the phone and call us. What has you calling in today? I'm calling about the comment about God and politics. Okay. God has nothing to do with politics. God has nothing to do with this world politics whatsoever. All the Christians who's back in of Trump, I don't know what Bible they're reading. Yeah. But when the disciple walked with Jesus, they asked him about taxes. Jesus told them, give Jesus was due to Jesus, and give God was due to God. God has nothing to do with this world. Nothing. Well, People can say, they, God told them this, God told them that. Yeah. You can pray about your personal issues, but to say God wanted Trump to be president, God would not have someone with the things that this man is charged with and the things that this man is doing. God would not have no nothing to do with sin. Well, there is, uh, there's, there, there, there is such a there's such a disconnect between Trump and and Christianity just in, in on on so many different levels that you wonder why anybody would would bother making that claim because it would just draw criticism. And that's what's puzzling me. I'm a Christian. I, I make mistakes. I'm human. I, I'm, I I have my flesh, but I also have my spirit. God is a spirit. And he, he's a spirit of truth and love, not hate, not bitterness, nor committing sin on different people and saying ugly things and causing hate. God has nothing to do yeah. with that. So why would you put that, put God with that type of person? Well, Joanne, I'm glad you called, and I'm glad you made that point, and I appreciate you being at FTC, and uh, thanks for listening to our show. All right, let's go to Egan with a couple of your text messages. All right, we got a text message here that says, oh, where'd it go? Um, I think sleeping with first cousins might actually make the kids stronger. Just look at how many national championships Alabama has won in the past couple decades. Man, that is a brilliant point. Yikes. I, I love our audience to, to pick out things like that. You got it. Uh, here's a text that says uh, that Kentucky Bill is incest for sure and disgusting, but it does happen in certain cultures for various ideological reasons that jolt my beliefs. Yeah, well, a lot of things happen in different cultures. You know, we're talking about America. We're talking about what we do here. And maybe in some cases it's uh, it's customary, but not not based on, um, you know, our, our, our standards and our, our, our morality. So, look, let's let's try and do a little family tree here. And, Ian, you could, you could help me with this. Okay. All right. So if uh, if you had sex with and things went really well and you married your first cousin. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that – let's say you're, you're, you're a male and you married your first cousin. That is your mom or dad's 
brother or sister's child. Correct. So what happens when everybody comes together at the Thanksgiving table? So you're, you're, let's see, wait, because so that's your aunt. Your aunt would be your mother-in-law. Yes. Right? Yes. And your uncle would be your father-in-law. Yes, if the uncle and the aunt in question were the ones that bore the cousin that you married, yes. Right, but I mean, there's, 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 there are two parents to a cousin. Yes. So they would become your in-laws as well. Yeah, they'd already be your aunt and uncle, and yeah. then they, they, they would be, your, be your aunt and uncle at the same time that they were also your mother and father-in-law. Well, you know, if there's, there's such, a, such a rivalry sometimes with in-laws and uh, married couples that I wonder if you'd end up hating your mom and dad. Oh, man. Well, this sounds not worth it. I mean, it seems like, speaking of things that are going to invite a lot of criticism. Yeah. Uh, don't hook up with your cousin. Well, yeah, the best thing is don't blink your cousin. Don't do it. I don't care how good looking she is. Not worth it. i uh, got to look over the text about politics here. Uh, we talked about Nikki Haley doing the thing that Nikki Haley does. Yeah, um, I mean, kinda... how, do you, how do you say that America has never been a racist country? I don't, you know, I, I can't fathom that. And sometimes she just says, and then when she left slavery out of the, the whole basic conversation about the Civil War, you know, she's she's pandering to right-wing radicals. And if anybody really pays attention to this show, you would know that I'm trying to save the Republican Party, of which I was a part of for so many, many years of my life, so many voting years of my life. I was a registered Republican. Now I'm a radical moderate registered as an independent, but I hate what right-wing radicals are doing to the Republican Party. So I'm trying to save the Republican Party. Uh, this text says, listening to Nikki Haley equivocate on racism makes me want to slam my face into a brick wall repeatedly. Oh, don't do that. Oh, man. You know, it's, no, it's, no, it's just politics. It's not worth it. And after the general election starts, she's not going to say any of this stuff anyway. Well, that's true. This is only stuff that's going to work in Republican primary voters, which, again, you know, is not to say that every Republican primary voter is a racist or, you know, believes that racism isn't right. real. But there are enough of them in that voter pool yeah. that Nikki Haley can't win without them. You know, there was a, a time many, many years ago before mass media was was covering these things that a politician could go to South Carolina or go to New Hampshire and speak just to those voters mm -hmm. and nobody else would know what yeah. they were saying. <laughs> and they go to Florida and speak to those voters and say whatever they wanted to say. And the country didn't know what they were saying to them. Now you say something one place and it applies to everybody in the country. Uh, here's a text that says you conveniently didn't mention that Trump was up 30 points over Haley before the Iowa caucus. You decided to attempt to make light of the overwhelming win by harping on an only 15 percent turnout. Pathetic, as usual. Well, I didn't make light of it. I, I simply stated a, a political fact. Um, when you have a lower voter turnout, uh, you have a lower voter turnout. It does not necessarily represent the masses. Now, we saw this again with, with Mayor Cantrell and 26% of the people voting for her in, in re-election. And a lot of people were not happy with her. Uh, she did, of course, do things in her second term. She did do in the first term. But there is a danger. There's a danger for the masses when only a small number of people go out to vote because those are going to be the most diehard, fanatical, radical voters. And, you know, that's, it's not my fault that it's, it's that way, and it's a legitimate observation, which we will continue to make on the show. And I'll leave you with this one. This text says, 
That was the calmest Janice phone call we've heard in a long time. Vegas is represented here. Well, see, <laughs> when Janice is listening under the blanket, she's all warm and cozy, and she just has a different mentality when she's sitting up in her chair, angry at us. Janice, just take care of yourself and stay warm. You know we love you. All right, um, this is a song that was number one in the country on this day in 1976. Number one song. It went on to win a Grammy for Best Song of the Year. This is Barry Manilow. I've been alive forever. Remember the title of this song? I wrote the very first song. Barry Manilow was known as being a songwriter who turned I into a singer. The words and the melodies he did not write this song. It was written by Bruce Johnson of the Beach Boys. The Captain and Tennille were the first artists to record it, but it didn't really go anywhere. Barry Manilow, a songwriter who turned singer, had a number one hit with his song that he didn't even write. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Afternoon in New Orleans. I'm Scoot on the air. Don Juventus. I'm still, I'm still laughing at this this sports reporter who asked a Tampa Bay Bucks coach, Todd Bowles. Man, you got to be happy for this guy. He's got this team playing ball. And Baker Mayfield just, you know, had kind of a, you know, he was a number one uh, draft pick. I, I think he was out of Oklahoma. Uh, anyway, uh, he's, uh, you know, kind of had a checkered uh, NFL career, but boy, he's on fire right now. Anyway, the reporter asked the Tampa Bay coach, is the team prepared to deal with the cold against the Lions? And he responded by saying, you do know they play indoors. They got a dome. No, nothing planned. We're indoors and we're only and we're only going to have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus and going under the thing. So we'll be OK. I mean, that reporter had to feel so dumb. Let's go to Michael in uh, Uptown New Orleans. Hey, Michael. Good afternoon. Hey. Hey, dude. How are you? I'm good. Uh, first time caller. First, first time, time caller. caller. All right. And, uh, hey, look, we're going to give you special treatment when you're a first time caller. You know, it's kind of like the prod- prodigal son coming home in the Bible. You know, you've been listening all these years <laughs> and you finally call into the show. That's so. right. I've been listening for years. And I, let me tell you why I listen. Because you attack all the controversy subjects. I don't agree with you a lot of times. I'm a Democrat. That's not a problem. The fact that you're an independent, you should be a Republican. All that's one under the bridge. But what I have to comment on today, you said God makes mistakes. And that makes me think that, you know, I don't know what your religious background is, but uh, 
I was raised to believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Well, we make it was mistakes. kind of a it was kind of a joke, Michael. You know, I was kind of oh. saying, you know, God makes mistakes, like you know, the platypus. Like, I mean, that's kind of a weird animal. You know, it's like, was this what, what was what was God thinking when he made the platypus? So it was kind of a it, it was kind of a joke more than it was, it was uh, tongue in cheek. serious. Yeah. I can take yeah. that. I okay. can take tongue in cheek. Yeah. And uh, I know I sometimes like humor. Some of the things that God does, you know, uh, you know. I can't think of one of the examples now, but sometimes things happen to me, and I say, oh, God, it's a sense of humor, because he knows I don't like such and such, and then he makes sure that I'm stuck with such and such for so much time. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I know, I do understand, but uh, there's there's a lot of um, irreverent sarcasm sometimes on our show, and it's it's just tongue-in-cheek, okay. and... Uh, well, but, you know, you can look, you know, if, if God made everything, you can kind of look around the world and think and, and have fun thinking, well, you know, I don't know. What was God thinking when he made that? Right. right. I get that. And all I right. follow it. And, you know, you made a very good point about all these people who say God destined me to be an author. Well, that doesn't work very well, like you said, because, you know, here you have Mike Johnson who's saying God put him in office. But I'm sure he wouldn't want to use that same example for Joe Biden being an Well, exactly. So, and that's why you that's why yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. Exactly. Right. So, again, that's why I listen to you, man. You're the best. Michael, and, uh, thanks for taking my call, and thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for calling. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being an FTC. Egan's got a couple of quick texts for us. Uh, here's a text that says, I was at my Rotary Club lunch today, and I mentioned how you got to give those people in Iowa credit to go out in the cold like that. I vote at every election. I don't know if I would have went out in that weather. Then she says that's the reason why it was most likely a low turnout is the people in Iowa knew which way it was going to go their way anyway. So there really wasn't going to be a count. Interesting comment. See, I wish there were no polls because people are followers. And people just intrinsically go for who they think the winner is going to be. Not everybody, but a lot of people migrate and support the person that they believe is going to be the winner because they want to be part of a winning situation. It's a psychological thing with humans. But what if there were no polls and nobody was guiding you because the polls do guide people? And I wish there were no polls and you just had to figure out who you were going to vote for based on what you think. I'll give you two more quick ones. We're a little late. Here's a text that says, when the state was settled, fathers sent their daughters to other small communities to marry or they married their cousins. Well, you know, that was a long time ago, right? <laughs> I mean, I think we've progressed Maybe. a little bit beyond that. Uh, here's a text that says, I'm worried that if I visit Kentucky in the future... I'll be my own grandpa. <laughs> you know, like you have to start drawing stick figures to figure out uh, what all of that means about uh, this Republican um, statesman in in Kentucky introducing a bill that you can you can have sex with your first cousin, and it kind of makes me wonder what he's what, what he's been doing the last few years of his life. All right, if you want to join us for the comment, the Okanard Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. And, you know, this is election year, and I want to remind you that you're going to get a different view of politics on our show, 1 to 4 here on WWL. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back. All right, Pelicans are back in action, and it has been so much fun to watch them. Uh, you know, even when they lose, it's um, I, they, I, I just I love the way they're playing. All right, so we've got still a lot to talk about in the next hour. It is a chilly Wednesday afternoon. I'm Scoot on the air. We're halfway to the weekend, and it's going to warm up a little and then get freezing cold again this weekend. And we'll be back on WWL. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.